You ready? I am ready like Freddy. Let's go. <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to 2024. It's, an- it's another year, a new year, and new year of podcasts. That's right. We're um, I'm Richard Kennedy, and I'm here with Robert Harmon. Howdy, howdy, y'all. And uh, we're excited about a new year. I'm pumped. New year, new me. That's what everybody says. Right now is the time. They say, hey, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to get in shape. They do it for about a month, and then they fall right back off the wagon. But you stay new you, new me. You know, that could could go both ways. That could go uh, spiritual, and it could go... Physical. I love it, man. It's a, it's a reset. Like it's a time you slow down in the holidays. Did you eat your black eyed peas and, no, and collard greens? We, and corn, no, corn we didn't do that. But we did. Um, well, for Christmas we we cooked a turkey. Well, you gonna have some bad juju then? I know, man. I should. I forgot, out, dude. I can't eat no more turkey. I, you know, I can't either until Thanksgiving. No more turkey. No more turkey. <laughs> We're going to be on a turkey ban. No more turkey. Yeah, after about three days of it, you're like, okay. This is enough. So good to see you, man. Good it's to good see to you. be good back in the studio. Happy New Year, everybody. Merry, you know, Bass, Merry Christmas. I mean, it's all busy. We yeah. all had so much going on that uh, we weren't able to do a lot of podcasts. And, you know, it's just the holidays, man. It's time to spend with family. And now it's time to get on to the new year, 2024. And we got a lot of new stuff that we're going to do in this podcast this year. I've been sitting back and thinking it over the holidays. We got a lot of new stuff we're going to talk about. We're going to get into some deep stuff this year. So you better hang tight, sit down, and buckle up your seatbelt and get ready to ride. Today we're going to continue our Philippians 2 study. We're in Philippians 2, 12 through 18. Philippians 2, what an awesome chapter of the Bible. And I want to read... Read to us this section, then we're just going to just talk about it. Uh, by the way, I just want to say to you listeners that I would love to encourage you that reading the Bible and studying it is not, um, it does not have to be intimidating. It does not have to be difficult. And I know that there there are some people that just feel intimidated by the Bible. What Maybe about one just, of them? I, you know, I heard them talking about in Sunday school, one-year plans. Sure. Read so much a day, you know. Get, I mean it. I mean it could be. It don't. You'll have to finish it in a whole year. You know what I'm saying? Do what you can do, like a scripture or two at a time. You know, and if it's something you really like, chew on it till you finish it. Yeah, and that's what 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 we're doing here is we're literally just we're just taking a uh, we're taking the book of Philippians and kind of slowly meditating on it. And man, I've talked about the Bible Project guys a lot, Tim Mackey and those guys. Because they they've been really influential to me, but they made a statement that just really helped me. They said the Bible is a book to be meditated on for a lifetime. So that's helpful. I mean, there's still people don't that, don't think you're going to grasp it yeah. all in in one sitting. I mean, just man, just read the Bible, meditate on it, think about it, talk about it, and over the course of your lifetime, man, it'll it'll um it'll just mold you. Well, there's stuff people still learning, and they're learning more. You know, different cultures, different Bibles, different things. You know, it's, you know, some people just like one Bible, but some people like other Bibles, and they like to get outside the box and see what's, you know, what's out there scripture-wise. 
I know you I, like what Bible you like the. I like ESV International. Um, no, I've sorry, got English a, Standard Version. I've because, got one that's the King James and then yeah. it's got the message in it. Uh-huh. I like that because you. It's like it's got the the uh, King James over here, and mm-hmm. then it goes into the message and and you can. Because sometimes when you got ADD like I do, you know, you look at it and you're like, "What's? I don't understand that." And you'll kind of get over in the message and you can say. Oh, I see kind of what it means, you know. Sure. Yeah, well, the message is sort of a... More upbeat kind, kind of, of culture, a, um, new culture thing. Yeah, it's... Some some would say that the, the message is not a translation. It's more it's, of a... It's kind of a paraphrase well, that's of what the Bible, I consider, sort of. You know, like, it's something where I can, you know, if I'm having a hard time it's okay, chewing yeah. on this scripture, yeah, sure. I can go over here and... Okay, I kind of see what it's talking about, and then I can go back over here and I yeah. can, yeah, you know, get a hold of it. You That's know, good. It, it man. don't matter. I mean, as long as you're learning, as long as That's right. you're learning, it don't matter. Yeah, I like ESV because, and that's English Standard Version because it is a word for word translation, right? And they tried to make it where it was still, you know, as readable as possible in English. Right. But I like the word-for-word nature. I like to do word studies to find out what words mean. You're a book person, man. I noticed that one thing about you. You're very... When you get into something and you want to do it, you're very hands-on. You're, 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 you're in the book. Like me, sometimes I'll just look at it. I got this, you know. And then I'll go back home and I'll look at it again and I'll chew on it two or three days and look mm-hmm. at it again. Yeah. But that's, you know, everybody's got their own cup of tea of the way of reading their Bible. So it's up to you, whatever you feel comfortable yeah. with. Even if it's just you can't read, there's nothing to be ashamed about it. You know, they make apps where you hit the button and it plays. Speaking of apps, one that Caitlin and I have been working on for years, um, again, the Bible Project, They they there's this app called Read. Let's see. What is the app called? He well, he's Bible. looking at it, guys. He'll get he'll let us know in here in a minute. But it's called Read Scripture. The app is called Read Scripture, and it takes you through the entire Bible. Right. And it's not on a year plan or anything. It's not. It doesn't have dates on it. You just go at your own pace. And what's cool is they implement the Bible Project's videos in there. So Caitlin and I are. Um, we're in Second Samuel. We're reading through the story of King David, and but what's great is Caitlin and I started reading the Bible together several years ago. Before that, we would read the Bible separately on our own, but we started trying to be intentional about reading it together, even if we just read a verse. But we try to read together, and um, it's really, really helpful for us in connecting with the Bible, engaging with one another with the Bible. And spiritually, uh, we can just read a passage together, and then we we are able to talk back and forth about about that passage. And it's just the most fascinating thing. It's sort of like this this podcast dialogue is when you start dialoguing about the Bible with another person. Right. It's just awesome. You're able to meditate on it together. So I just want to. I love to try to encourage people just to you know try not to be intimidated by the Bible and see it as a life journey of discovering. God's word. You know, sometimes what I do at night, and I'm just started getting in the habit of it, is if I can't sleep, I'll cut my phone on and get it reading the Bible. Mm. 
you know, wherever I pass out at is where I pass out at. Yeah, I've done that before. You yeah. know, just sitting there. Because I got a fan going. Yeah, and I've done that before. I went through a season where I had um, bad dreams and stuff and couldn't sleep very good. And that was one of the things that I did that was helpful. So Just a peace of mind, like they yeah. say, counting sheep. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, that's one method. So Philippians 2, let's dive into All it, right, guys. We'll dive into Philippians. So, and just for context, the, 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 the passage right before this passage, um, the one that Morgan Peake and I talked about a couple of weeks ago, is the famous passage that talks about um, be like Jesus, who, um, though he was God, he didn't count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he humbled himself, even to the point of death on a cross. And then it says that so God has exalted him to the highest place so that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Christ is the, the Lord. So this, this section right here, verse 12 through 18, comes right after that. Um, so he's saying to the Philippians in the section before that be humble like Jesus. All right, therefore, verse 12, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now not only in my presence, but also in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you, both the will and the work for his good pleasure. All right, let's stop there. That's verse 12 and 13. Let's kind of talk about that for a second. All right. I wanted to ask this question about work out your own salvation. Um, at first glance, I've always been like, huh, it's a weird way of saying that because it makes me think that you need to work <laughs> for your salvation. But notice he says work out. And again, we were just talking about this is translated into English from Greek. Right. So sometimes things, you know, you got to study it a little bit to try to figure out what is the author saying. But he's not saying work for your salvation because we know that we're saved by grace through, we don't work. We can't earn our salvation. That's not what he's saying. He's saying work out. So work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. As in, you've been saved. So now you work for the Lord with fear and trembling, as in we're in awe of God. Um, and then the next section says, for it's God who works in you. Right. And I wanted to talk about this, this, this concept for a second, that we work and God works in us. Right. At the same time. So somewhere else in the New Testament says that we're co-laborers with God. So God's working in the world. And we're working too. I'm using both my hands here, but it's simultaneous, right? So it's 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 not that we are lazy and we don't do anything. They, like the Christian life takes effort, does it not? It takes a lot of effort. It takes more effort than a regular. Than it a regular. takes tons of 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 our physical effort. At the same time, God works in us, and I just think that's awesome. It's, it's totally awesome god takes our efforts and our work and he blesses it because without god's blessing it's not it's not beneficial like without god giving it power right but hey if if you're serving the lord and it's hard that's normal 
If your life feels hard, that's normal. It's work. And work's not always easy. Work is a lot of times hard because we live in a fallen world and it takes work. If you're going to be a good dad, good husband, a good worker at your job, if you're going to be a good worker for the kingdom of God, it takes hard work. They do that. Yeah. And then um, in verse 12, it says the word obeyed. So as you have always obeyed. So this, this work that we do for the Lord as he works through us, it's obedience. Right. It's, it's we do something because God said to do it. And we live out of obedience. And a lot of what we do in our Christian journey is difficult. Very difficult. Yeah. It takes faith. It's uncomfortable. It's not like Jesus doesn't lead us to a comfortable life of, of ease and pleasure. And it's not that we don't, he, he, he doesn't want to, I'm not saying that Jesus is against pleasure. I'm just saying, hey, if you're uncomfortable serving the Lord, that's normal. Like it's life. Jesus was probably very uncomfortable. The disciples and apostles were uncomfortable a lot of the time. The Apostle Paul who wrote this, he was, you know, we skip down to verse 17 and 18. He says, hey, if I'm martyred for my faith, I rejoice for it. Like he's in prison. We remember the, the right. Apostle Paul's in prison writing here. and um, But man, he's working. He's working. So we need to be encouraged to continue working. Continue. Man, you get up in the morning and you say, I don't feel like working today. You work anyway. For the Lord. Yeah, you just got to keep pressing forward, I guess. And you, Robert, you say this all the time, you know, you can't give up. You, you can't, no matter, you know, no matter if it's, you know, the Bible or whatever, you can't give up. I mean, you just got to, there's going to be good, there's going to be bad days, there's going to be great days. You just got to keep pressing forward, man, and go forward, you know. That's in anything you do. It could be the Bible, it could be business, it could be in yourself, you know. You know, depression is a real thing. If you if you feel like you're getting depressed, get up, move around, get outside, walk, go to the gym, do something you like to do, and it'll kind of get you out of that funk. Because, see, like me, I notice this about me. The type, the type business I'm in, I sit around the house a lot because I'm doing stuff on the computers, and I'll be sitting around there a lot more now because I got other buildings coming in and stuff. But sometimes I just have to shut that stuff down and, like, we got to go somewhere no matter whether it's Walmart or or up to Dollar General or somewhere and just get out, change the scenery, fresh air, you know, get out in the yard, walk around and do something. You got to change your, you know, you just got to change. Got to do something different. You start feeling that way. Yeah. You can't give up. I mean, there's mornings like, oh, man, I hate to get up, you know, I'm very blessed to get to work from my house and do what I want to do, but I got a certain time we open up and when that time hits, you know. But, you know, you just got to keep pressing forward. You can't quit. Yeah, and our bodies are broken. Like, we're, we're, we live, we're spiritual beings living in these broken bodies that are dying. Like, we're just, you know, we get older and we're, 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 our bodies are, you know, 
mean, they're, they're kind of wasting away because we're broken, but we got to keep pressing on spiritually. We got to keep pressing on and God will empower us. And that's, that's what gives us hope. You know, it's just like churches, you know, you see small churches and they become bigger churches and then they become mega churches. Like this church right here, been around since 18 or 19, whatever. And it started off probably five to 10 people and look at where it's grown because people didn't give up. They kept passing the torch. People kept going forward. People kept doing things. That's right, brother. You just got to keep pressing on, you know what I mean? You might not see the light at the end of the tunnel, but it's coming. Yeah. And and, um, we work for his pleasure. We work for the will of the Lord um, is what it says in the end of verse 13 there. To will and to work. The things I want to do and the things I do for God's good pleasure. And uh, like Jesus said, taught us to pray, um, God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then verse 14 in the, the following section, I'll read it for us. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain, even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith. I am glad and rejoice with you all. Likewise, you also should be glad and rejoice with me. Okay, so we have sitting here in front of us a candle. Right. And that candle says morning brew on it. I guess that's the scent. But every time we do a podcast, we light a candle. You know, you got to get the vibe going. I just like smell. I love candles, man. I love candles so much. Do you, I like the ambience of like the light of the candle. I like candles too. Yeah. I mean, I do, but. I like wax melts too. Them things smell good too. I like the smell. I like the smells, man. That's what I like. I like the fruity smells, coffee smells. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got candles all over. I love candles. Um, I seen on TikTok they had a candle the other day. Uh, they got different ones, and they actually burn, and you buy them, and they got money in them. Like wrapped in aluminum foil with tin foil. This one girl bought like a twenty twenty dollar candle and melted down, and she had like a hundred and ten dollars or hundred and fourteen in it for real. I seen it on TikTok. Is it like you don't know what you're gonna get. Right, you don't know what you're gonna be get. Like they got like different ones. Like they got a like a Minecraft bill. one. They have like a bunny, a Christmas tree, yeah. or whatever. But you know, you know, you can buy it, and then you know, you. uh Melted down. She was melting them down. Well, she was probably the creator of it and showing you what she got. Mm-hmm. Well, if you if you have a candle burning when you have all the lights on, or if you're outside, you can tell that it's burning. But you know, it's not really necessarily super distinct. I mean, right now it's bright in this room, and you can tell that the candle's going if you look at it. But it's not providing your main source of light. However, if you were to turn the lights off and then light a candle. Then you can notice, like, hey, there's a candle. Yeah. And that's the illustration that 
that Paul is making here. You know, just imagine back in the day they didn't have power and they yeah. run everything with the oil lamp. That yeah, was dangerous, dude. I mean, I really can't. and truly, you knock that thing over, here it goes. You know, it was dangerous. You know what I mean? You, I mean, but I mean, that's just yeah. what they did. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you watch all these old movies and you see them open up the windows and doors. You know, they didn't have air conditionings and toilets back then. Just think of that inconvenience. Yeah, that's hard for me to imagine. I, you know, my mother and them told me that they used to have to go out to a shed and go to the bathroom and white with newspaper. Mm. So, toilet, I mean, you think about it. Toilet paper is a luxury. Well, praise God for toilet paper, man. <laughs> Whoever invented it, man. Woo. But see, that's the thing is we're accustomed to it. So just imagine if people freak out when the power goes out. So just imagine. We I'm almost honestly, couldn't do this we, podcast today me, because me, the power Before me out. and you was talking, there's some things going on in the world, and they say what comes around goes back around. Everything's like a Ferris wheel. And a cycle, I believe there'll come a time again when we're pl- planting our own plants. We're plowing our own fields. We're growing. It, it's. I mean, the biggest thing. Just imagine. Just sit back and think about it. And I know we're getting off beat a little bit here, but if the power went out, how devastating that would be. Yeah, it's pretty bad. No in, water in our culture here. Yeah, because we're we're yeah. comfortable. We're comfortable. We're complacent. You know, back in the day, we didn't have cell phones. You go to pay phone or you picked up the little rotary dial thing that had a little circle mm-hmm. and you, you know, it'd take you five minutes to dial the number. So, you know, and there's some people that probably back in the day or had the operator, operator put me over to such and such. Right. Mm. Yeah. I mean, absolutely, man. It's crazy. It is crazy. I think about it a lot. I really do. I hope that. You know, it's praise God for modern technology because I, I couldn't really imagine this cold without you know, without heat. Well, if so you had a fireplace, okay, you'd have heat. You know, like back yeah. in the day, everybody you know probably had you just a, ran a fireplace at night. Yeah, like yeah. they they used to people used to like have that. one. I think in there because my yeah. grandmother and them had an old yeah, house. They had one the like house. in the, I guess you would say den kitchen area. Bedrooms had the one. Mm-hmm. Just imagine getting up in the middle of the night. It's ten below and having to go to the bathroom in a little little woodshed. Bro, I can't imagine. <laughs> and your little one nightsy. I mean, we like to go. We've we've backpacked a little bit, and we love to camp and hike and stuff. And so, I mean, we've done that. But I mean, we're talking two nights. So Paul's saying. In the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, you shine as lights. All right. So do you think, do we, let's ask ourselves. um, Do we shine a light? Do we shine? Okay, I wrote this down. Um, Would non-believers be attracted to Jesus Christ by the way that we live and interact with one another? Because it's saying here, he's saying... Do all things without grumbling or disputing. So don't be, don't, let it not be said of Crossroads Community Church that we're, we just bicker and argue with each other all the time. 
That's what he's saying. He's don't be that way. Serve. He's saying to serve and I be think humble. Jesus had a don't don't. Now I'm gonna go. I might be putting my foot in my mouth and going off track. But there's certain people. Good. There's certain people, and I'm gonna use this for an example. My dad. I've heard people just say, and I'm you know, that he could walk in a room and his presence and his magnitude, people would just flock to him. You know, and just hand stuff to him, hand over fist, hand over fist, do this, do that. You know, whatever you need, I'm here. And I believe Jesus had that type vibe. Sure, I, I think you know he it's did like too, some yeah. dogs. You know, they say dogs know people that like animals, and they know people that don't. <laughs> Sense, I mean, you know, they know. You know, they know, and. You know, Jesus had a some kind of some kind of sense about him. Yeah, well the word and says people that he grew in favor with God and man. Right. They just knew He was perfect. He didn't do anything. He didn't do he didn't sin. He didn't go to he somebody was never selfish. He didn't go to somebody and say, Richard, I don't like you because yeah. you're doing this, you're doing that. Yeah. He didn't care what you done. He was there with you through thick, through thin. He already knew what you had done, and he never brought it up and threw it in your face, you know, because he knew everything about you. He just loved on you, and that's what I'm saying. He had a presence and an aura around him. Well, he did call... So, he did call out sin, though. He did. So, there's a way... So, like, this is not saying avoid confrontation. Right. It's not saying avoid... Jesus certainly did not avoid confrontation. However, as a whole, as a church, community, body, people that... As a church, believers who interact with each other, we ought to treat each other um, with respect, with kindness, with humility, with servitude. Right. The way that Jesus calls us to treat one another. <clears throat> Instead of, as it says here in verse 14, do all things without grumbling or disputing. Um, arguing and complaining. Don't 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 let it be our culture here at our church or whatever church you're a part of or whatever your fellowship you're a part of. That your cult let your culture not be an argumentative culture. It's like and, a t- it's like a TV. If there's something you don't like, turn it off. If you come to this church and you feel like it's your home church, this is a place I want to be. Come here, join the church, be a part of the family. If you don't feel like this is your vibe, we still love you. We're here for you. <laughs> yeah. Go find where you ha- where you happy's at. Yeah. Well, and so, but there's some people you just can't make happy. So, would non-believers <coughs> be attracted to Jesus Christ by the way that we live? <coughs> would they like when if people? I mean, that's a good question. It's a really it really is convicting question for me. Would people be attracted to Jesus Christ? By looking at my life, like by being around me, by watching me, dude, I don't know, man. I I just got to ask myself that question. I mean, That's it's almost question. like like write that on your board and look at it every day. Like it, it's a tough question. I, I mean, mean, man, the way that I'm living, um, yeah, it's like something that you would, asked would me. Am I a light? It's something you asked me a while back. You know, yeah. How do I talk to people? You know. You know, we, we've talked about this, me and you. <clears throat> How 
how do I talk to people about God? Because sometimes you just don't know how people's going to feel, how they react. You're talking about how to get, how to engage someone spiritually. Right. Yeah. You know, we've talked about that. How to move from surface level conversation to maybe spiritual matters. You know, like I was sitting, sitting here New Year's Eve night and uh, yeah. went somewhere. I sat right beside a lady and I said, Happy New Year. God loves you. She said, go. well, God loves you too. And we sat there for 30 minutes and talked about Jesus. <coughs> you know, I just, just saying a little something like that. You know, well, I you love that you, to jump back to verse 12, <coughs> in that moment, you were trying to work out your salvation with I God. You were trying day. to work. You were working. Like you made the decision, I'm going to try to engage this lady with spiritual conversation. And at the same time, while you're doing that, God is empowering you to be an encouragement to her. And and you never know where that conversation might go, but that is that is a really good example of like you had to decide, I'm going to do this rather than shrink back, being afraid. Well, because most of the time what happens is we are afraid. Like, oh, I don't know, I feel weird, this feels, feels weird, and I don't know how to do this, so I'm just not going to say anything. But we have to trust God, be obedient, be bold, have courage in the Lord. We have to do our part work. Yeah. And yeah, it might be awkward, it might be uncomfortable, might be we might feel weird about it. That's because it's hard work. It is. And, it is. and God's going to empower us. It is. You know, I get on my... I've been doing this thing... Uh, I've been doing it for, I think I'm going on the 10th day tonight uh, with my rubs and sauces. Is every night I've been going live on TikTok. Awesome. And I just, sometimes I talk about God and <coughs> sometimes I talk about the, and I talk about all of it, but I have people, like a guy messaged me the other night on there while he's on there. Why do you think God would love me? I was, you know, I was like, because he died on the cross and forgive you of your sins. He loves you right where you are. He knows every hair on your head from your toe to your bottom. And we got to talking about, a, you know, God on TikTok for a few minutes. And uh, and the next day I checked my message. <coughs> and he sent me a private message and asked me to pray for him. He's got some stuff going on in his life. And just that little bit of hope he heard on there the other night which I was talking about sauces and rubs, and I always add Jesus in there some way I find a way. Yeah. And and that's, man, that's what God felt like, you know, just reaching out to people one person at a time. Yeah. Sowing that seed. So I love that story. I messaged him back and told him I'd pray for him, and if any ever needed to talk, message me back. I gave him my phone number, you know. So there's ways you can talk to people about it. You just got to, but I mean, you know, I've been going live on there every night and maybe that's why I just continue doing it, you know. That's good, man. It's really encouraging. (laughs) It is. I mean, you know, you just got to, you know, the thing of it is you just don't know what somebody's going through, man. That's the thing. And, you know, we got to, just like what you said. So, the next verse is 16. It says, hold fast. 
So you're shining, you're shining as lights in the world and holding fast. So like holding fast, like a grip, you're just gripping onto it, right? Just holding, holding it fast, like a steering wheel. Right. Holding fast to the word of life, which is what? The word of God, the Bible. You got to hold fast <coughs> to the Bible. So that in the day of Christ, that means his return, or when we die and go meet him, I may be proud that I not labor, labor in vain or run in vain. All right, so let's stop right there. I wanted to talk about holding fast to the Word of God. We all know that living the Christian life is a challenge. Living mm. holy, blameless lives is a challenge. Living <coughs> uprightly, honoring God in every way is a challenge. We must, we must cling to God's Word every single day, because how quickly, man, do we forget it? That's why it's so important to, even if you read one <coughs> verse a day, even if you read the same verse every day of your life, even if you pick one verse and read it every day for a week, it, you, you have to hold fast. I mean cling, like, like you're gripping on, you're just holding on. It says holding fast to the Word of life, um, and... I wrote down that God's word is our truth, is the truth in our life manual. You know, you're in business. If you want to know how to deal with people, read God's word and try your best. I mean, you got to read it, cling oh, to it, and and then oh, do had, it even though you don't want to. Just like I called you today, I had something happen to me, dude. And you know, the old me would have got on there and said something. You know, they, you know, they said some pretty nasty things and posted some pictures. You know, it was about my business because she didn't get what she wanted. But I, you know, our company's got rules and regulations we go by. And I went by their rules and regulations. And, you know, she pretty much threw me up under the bus and, uh, you know, I started reading some of the comments, and people were just so cool and mean. I wanted the old, the old me wanted to get on there and just say something. But I had a friend of my mama's private message me and asked me what happened. And I told her, and she told me, she said, I'm telling you what your mama would tell you. Don't say nothing. And I didn't say nothing. And finally it went away and it stopped. But, you know, it was tough. Yeah, that's a really good example of what Paul's saying don't be like bite your tongue don't turn be a, turn don't be cheek. like that woman yeah. who was going on Facebook to try to shame your name and to try to bring down your company and she was lying about it right well these people that get on this side she was anyway, literally trying they, to bring you down yeah they, they they're never gonna buy nothing but the the stuff they were saying and the stuff that was hateful you know I was like you know, I, if you really sit there and you look at it long enough, it can make you de really, really be depressed. I had to just block it. Right. It says, well, you live, verse verse 15 says, we live in a in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. It is. I mean, really and truly. That, we do. And here is the crazy thing to think about. Robert, Richard, folks listen to this podcast when you face something that's crooked and twisted, 
I know this is it's hard to say. It doesn't make sense. But this is your opportunity to be that candle right. in the darkness. Because the candle shines in the darkness. When there's darkness all around you, it's easy to see the light. It is. I and mean. that's what we are called, the Christian community in the world, we're called to be lights in the darkness, just like Jesus was. And that's what I felt like. I I was trying to be a better light. I could have got sure. on there, and, and it would have just kept going back sure. and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But, you know, that wasn't the way to handle it. The best thing to do is just yeah. turn another cheek and, and be the bigger person. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, sometimes yeah. in life it's it's hard to do. It's a hard pill to swallow, and it's a hard tongue to bite. But Yeah, you want revenge. You know, you want to get back. You know, I mean, there there were some things about me being a Christian and me doing. I mean, it was, it got pretty nasty. But, I, you know, I didn't say nothing. I felt like God was telling me the right thing to do, and my friend's mama, you know, and I just kind of let it go, and it's all smooth and gravy now, you know. But, yeah, you know, cyberbullying is a real thing. Man. It is I, a real thing. I mean, and I mean, if I if I would have if I would have been younger, probably 13 to 14, something years old, and I would have seen something like that, there ain't no doubt in my mind I would have thought about killing myself. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, we never had to face that as a kid. I don't know if you did. You know, we never had to worry about somebody getting online and saying something. It's just about going to school. You know, you're going to see them at school, and then, you you know, you probably won't never see them again, you know what I mean, when you go home. But it's right there in your face 24-7, seven, seven days a week, 24 hours. So just imagine that with a child, a child-like mind. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we got to so, be I mean, careful. You know, it's... If you see that happening, you know, get some counseling and do something. Because, I, sure. mean, <clears throat> I mean, you know, I've never really thought about cyberbullying until that happened to me. And then I got to thinking about it. I said, man, what if I was 12, 11 years old, 10 years old, and somebody said something like this to me? You know, like at school, you know, you go to class, you might see them in between or whatever. When you got home, you never dealt with them. You never seen them in the neighborhood. You never seen them when you go out. You never seen them in the summertime. But that's right there 24-7, seven days a week, and people can see it, and people can keep it going for two or three months, you know. So cyberbullying is a real thing, and it's, and it's and it's sad for kids they're having to go through that. I'm so sorry that happened, brother. Well, you know, I mean, it was maybe it was there to teach me about cyberbullying. I mean, it's out there. Well, and if you God got uses everything to teach us, and that's happening too, you know, get some counseling, talk to them because yeah, I mean, it's there twenty four. It's not like it's leaving their page. You can block it, but other people still can see it to a degree, and the damage is done. You know, the damage is done. Well. It's just, I mean, it's just sad. It is sad, man. And again, crooked and twisted generation, and that leads us to our last verse, where, again, we're reminded Paul is writing from prison. He didn't know if he would get out or not. And he writes here, even if I'm poured out as a drink offering, he's saying, even if I am, even if I die for my faith, even if my life becomes a sacrifice literally where I die, 
He says, uh, I am glad and rejoice with you. Likewise, you should be glad and rejoice with me. And again, Philippians, we've talked about this, this whole study, it is a book of rejoicing. So he is in a situation, he, he could easily die in prison for his faith. He's there for the, for the defense of the gospel. And he is looking spiritually, and he's saying that I trust that God's going to empower the work that I've been able to do. Um, and because of that, I rejoice. Because of the spiritual work that God is using in this situation, I rejoice. God is not bound, whether it's cyberbullying or prison. Or, God is not bound. And he uses us to minister in the midst of a twisted and crooked generation. And so, look, as crazy as it is, when weird stuff ha- starts happening, try to look up to God and turn like, all right, cheek. Lord, show me how to minister right now. Show me how to shine this light. What do you want to do through me here? And that's what Paul says, I rejoice because of the work that you're doing through me. So, um... Ultimately, this this section is about living a lifestyle of of shining brightly the light of Christ, and um, I just love that question. You know, it's like I just love the question. Like, living would a lifestyle? I like yeah, that. lifestyle. Would people be attracted to Jesus Christ? You know because what? Of you my know, lifestyle? you know, you're sitting here talking about living the lifestyle. There's a lot of people out there that are rich that got money that live the lifestyle. And they go out to the fullest. They got the prettiest houses, the prettiest cars, the prettiest women, the prettiest yards, the prettiest, prettiest of everything. And they go all out. And, you know, Jesus says he likes us. He don't like us lukewarm. He likes us hot or cold. You know, so if we would get that much fire on for Jesus, like people get that much on fire for material stuff. Yeah. We'd yeah. be a dangerous place, wouldn't we? Yep. I mean, right. seriously. Church on fire. That's what I we're mean, talking I about. I mean, seriously, if, if everybody series, had that mindset, yeah. you know, yeah. we would be a dangerous place. Well, Robert, fantastic conversation today around Philippians 2. Next week, we will, um, I believe, by the way, um, I believe Tim Horton will be joining us next week. Ooh. Um, where talk we talk about, about Timothy and Epaphroditus, who um, Paul is saying he wants to send them to to minister to the to the church at at Philippi. So it'll be a good conversation around how how to genuinely care for one another. So we hope to to um, check in with you next week. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope and pray that this this podcast and this episode serves to encourage you in your faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Be blessed.